Please join us every week for a new episode of Understanding the Human Condition with Dr. James Flowers. Dr. Flowers and his most admired mentors, respected colleagues, and VIP guests will share valuable insight into underlying health causes, conditions, and issues. These in-depth yet approachable episodes are a great resource for both private individuals and industry professionals. Our esteemed host, Dr. James Flowers, is one of the most recognized and respected names in the field of chronic pain, mental health, and substance use disorders, both nationally and internationally. Dr. Flowers is the founder of J. Flowers Health Institute, located in Houston, Texas. For more information about J. Flowers Health Institute and its concierge services, go to jflowershealth.com or dial 713-783-6655. And be sure to mention this podcast. Welcome to Understanding the Human Condition with Dr. James Flowers. Hey, Robin. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Good. We're excited to have... Our special guest, Mo Schlachter. Hello, Robin. How are you? Hey, Mo. I'm so glad that you're here today. I'm super excited when I found out that you agreed to do this. I know how busy you are. Thanks for making time to come over and be with us. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm I'm really glad to get the opportunity to talk to you whenever I can. Yeah. Uh, I know Mm -hmm. how busy you are. um, And it's really a pleasure to, you know, contribute to this this podcast. That's so cool. Well, I thought I'd read a little tiny bio and then uh, we'll go from there. Mo Schlachter is revolutionizing the journey to exceptional health and the full realization of human performance potential. He's a registered dietitian nutritionist and a certified diabetes care and education specialist. Mo is the president of Houston Family Nutrition, Inc., the premier destination for clinical nutrition care and wellness guidance. As a leading expert in this field, Mo is routinely featured on local affiliates of ABC, CBS, and ESPN television and radio. Thank you for agreeing to take this with us. We're yep. excited. No, and you know, you left NBC off of here. I was in Los Angeles one day and turned on the 5 o'clock news, and he was on the NBC National News. I oh, did. really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I did leave NBC off of there, and that's that's how we, we connected. Yeah. Um, you know, it was uh, a series of, like, uh, you know, collisions where uh, I went to, I think, a spiritual networking event, a spir- uh, spiritual care networking event, yeah. and then uh, met an associate of yours and got to yeah. do a... Uh, presentation at one of uh, yep. uh, one of the rehab facilities, and then uh, through that we were just playing phone tag and never yeah. really connected. But then uh, I get a call from from yeah. Dr. Flowers, uh, you know, over uh, from Los Angeles, saying that he just saw <laughs> my on, face yeah. on uh, on TV. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that was very cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that and that that leads into that's a great segue to what I asked you earlier about that ESPN Zone thing. So you. We're watching ESPN Zone. You text them while they were live or yeah, something? Yeah, so, and then- so, you know, soon after uh, I opened Houston Family mm-hmm. Nutrition, um, you know, just going to networking meetings and right. going around town, um, listening to the guys on ESPN and heard them talking about their New Year's resolution. So it was around, you know, January time. And then, you know, just texted in just for kicks saying, hey, if you guys are kicking it around about weight loss, you know, you really ought to talk to a registered dietitian. Um, one thing led to another, and then I was kind of leading a, a, a Houston-wide uh, uh, listener weight weight loss contest uh, on ESPN Radio, and really put me on the map and um, you know so the company cool. on the map. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. See, you just take every opportunity, right? Yeah, yeah. when you see something, yeah. grab it. That was yeah, good. take the take the chance. What is uh, 
I love how you say uh, full realization of human performance potential. Tell me about that. Yeah, you know, um, in, in working with uh, clients or clients coming to, you know, to Houston Family Nutrition uh, and to, to J Flowers, mm -hmm. um, you know, typically there's uh, maybe an ailment that they have in mind or, or something mm -hmm. that they want to fix. Um, but at a certain point, um, you know, there's the conversation to be had about what what is possible, you know, from a point of strength, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not just kind of fixing what's wrong. You know, mm -hmm. of course, that has to happen when there's, a, you know, an ailment, in, in, you know, uh, mm -hmm. in place. But bigger picture is what what is actually possible? Like mm -hmm. What can what can we achieve? How how far can we push our body right. um, athletically? Or it could just be how how much peace can we get from our brain um, on a day-to-day -day basis? Or how much clarity, how much focus, how much yeah. um, of the things that we love can we immerse into? Um, mm -hmm. And how far can we take that? And, and, I, and I see our company helping people do that through the direct care that we are providing, but mm -hmm. also through referrals and collaboration with other providers, help, helping them see their blind spots knowing what we can help them with, what we can't help them with, but connecting them with the very best resources so yeah. that they can get from wherever they're at to really reaching their, their wildest dreams. And that's something I ask every single client on the way in. I said, you know, try, if you can, just remove any kind of limitation. And if mm -hmm. I was a genie, what would you wish for? Like, mm -hmm. what would you actually, like, what is your biggest wish? And how can I help you get there? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we... Once once someone can verbalize it, we can we can make it happen. Um, it it kind of sounds a little um, like Disney like, but the truth is, uh, it's possible. I, I I couldn't agree more. I always say if you can see it and visualize it, you can achieve it. Yeah, right? you can, as long as you put it in your mind and yeah. you can verbalize it, see it, visualize it, put it on the fridge and your mirror, whatever it is, you can get there. Yeah, you know, recently I had a, an intern, um, you know, come to the clinic. So we have interns who rotate in and out with us, and uh, she was only going to be with us for four weeks, mm -hmm. and you know, it's a relatively short amount of time. And on her first day, I said, "What is your like? What would you like to achieve in this learning experience? Mm -hmm. What is your biggest wish?" Right. And it took some some coaxing out of her to really get her to to dream a little bit bigger than you know, maybe saying something that seemed attainable. I said, mm -hmm. "What what is something that is unattainable that you want to achieve during this experience, so that you and I can prove that this concept works?" And she said, "You know what? I want to present." nutrition in mm -hmm. front of oncology uh, pediatric oncology patients wow. mm -hmm. and you know with coming in with no experience coming in with you know not a whole lot of connection I said okay you said it and now we're gonna work towards it and from there her efforts got behind it and through networking through mm -hmm. um, you know diligence through mm -hmm. be, uh, being resourceful mm -hmm. you know we made some calls that gave you know uh kind of introduced to other people yeah. and lo and behold she got on you know the someone's radar and she got to you know get her experience now it, it's her. a it's a small it's a small little thing but was mm -hmm. really great was she just let go of any limiting belief right and yeah. just said this is what i want and just through that she she got there and and she you know uh mm -hmm. it, it was a remarkable experience wow. to be a part of. Mm -hmm. yeah how old are your patients? I mean, what's the age range from? Yeah. So we're a, a family clinic. So, you know, Houston Family Nutrition, we see, um, you know, uh, members of the family from all 
you know, stages of life. So we'll see parents who have, you know, concerns about uh, infant or even, you know, uh, expecting mothers mm -hmm. um, all the way through, uh, you know, geriatric mm -hmm. years. So um, we're going to treat you know, each stage of life a little bit differently. Um, you know, typically if we're, uh, if there's a nutrition concern for mm -hmm. a smaller child, mm -hmm. we'll work more directly with the parents. If it's an adolescent, we'll work with the parents and with the child, you mm -hmm. know, collaboratively. And then when an adult is on their own, mm -hmm. you know, we'll work one-to-one uh, -one with the adult, but we're, we're, we're seeing um, folks of all ages. You know, what I was thinking is nutrition is such one of those things in, in the world that, you know, if, if, most lector would never sit with a patient or a friend or anyone else and offer psychiatric advice or yeah. counseling advice yeah. or medical advice. But everyone offers nutrition advice, right? <laughs> right your doctor yes. does, mm -hmm. your physical therapist does, your chiropractor does, your counselor does. Oh, yeah. I do. We all, girlfriend, yeah, yeah, yeah. we all do. Why is it so important to see a registered dietitian rather than listening? It's certainly, you know, people can be knowledgeable, right? But you're a registered dietitian, so talk to us about the importance of that. Yeah, that's that's such a, a, a such a great observation by you because food is both simple and mm -hmm. complex at the same time, right? It's also something that's not super important, mm -hmm. but also critical and very important at the same mm -hmm. time. And you know, so it can be complex. For instance, um, it, it could be simple. I, I should say. Um, you don't need a prescription for it. Right. Everyone, everyone eats it. It's not, mm -hmm. it, you know, it's not something that that you need, um, you know, any special license to to kind of handle and hold mm -hmm. and, and eat, right? Um, but it is complex because, and here's a proof, right? There's a, a twenty billion dollar uh, diet industry, right? Mm -hmm. If food was simple, there wouldn't be twenty billion dollars in in these diets, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. And it's projected to to balloon, you know, ten. 10 times that amount wow. by the end of the decade. Yeah. So I guess that shows like the two sides of it. And it, it's also simple in a way, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, really, um, I, I guess, critical when it comes to, you know, athletic performance, mm -hmm. right? So all the major sports teams are, um, you know, investing in their nutrition. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you think about uh, nutrition for disease. You think about the very simple fact, as corny as it sounds, you are what you eat. But the truth is, our bodies are only made of the food that we eat. Our cells under a microscope, it's all components of food. So food is is critical. Now, people give themselves license to kind of advise on food because it has the simple side of it. But when thinking about how important it is, mm -hmm. it really is important to seek a registered dietitian. So a registered dietitian um, is the only licensed authority on human uh, uh, nutrition-related conditions. Wow. Okay? So... Yeah. When you think about, you know, the protection you have going to a doctor, mm -hmm. um, the license that hangs on their wall is your um, your evidence that the doctor is going to treat you with the best of, of what science has to offer. Mm -hmm. uh, they're not going to go outside of that. They're not going to be experimenting on you. Right. Um, the same thing is true with a registered dietitian. We are legally bound by the science because we're licensed by the same boards that that doctors are. Mm -hmm. um, Additionally, uh, registered dietitians are trained. Um, you know, we, we get a, a master's degree. Mm -hmm. um, we also have residency, like a doctor mm -hmm. has residency. We have to supervise under uh, established practitioners. Mm -hmm. And then we also have the licensing exam and continuing education requirements. So, well, you know, when you know. see a registered dietitian, you're seeing someone who is active in the field and staying on top of the research 
because it's required of them. Right. When you see anyone else, they might be knowledgeable, mm -hmm. yeah. but they don't have to be knowledgeable. You, you might be seeing someone who isn't quite as knowledgeable and isn't skilled to identify issues that require, uh, you know, kind of critical manipulation of the diet. Got it. And a lot of people interchange the words nutritionist with dietitian. Yeah. What's the mm -hmm. what's that all about? Yeah, so that's that's been uh, kind of a, a pain point for for the field. Um, so we used to be known as registered dietitians yep. as a way to differentiate ourselves from uh, you know maybe just nutritionists. So registered dietitian was a, a, a legally protected name that yep. you know nutritionists couldn't use. But now we want to commandeer the nutritionist name too. So now mm -hmm. we're known as registered dietitians or registered dietitian nutritionists Got it. Um, and the and the main difference you know between someone with a registered dietitian part and anyone else is that that licensure piece uh, yep. um, additionally a registered dietitian uh, you know training includes the food science but also the the psychology of human behavior right. um, and and finally the physiology right so the the way the human body works the uh, the way the human body interacts with medications and other substances, and also the human body under disease conditions. Um, anyone else, say a personal trainer giving out um, nutrition advice, typically they don't have that uh, tr you know the training on disease mm -hmm. states. They don't have the training mm -hmm. on medication. So. Um, they might not even know to assess for uh, things that are really critical. Mm -hmm. um, whereas a re as registered dietitians, our uh, practice starts with assessment before we diagnose and then intervene. Got it. Okay. Isn't a lot of what you have to do, though, is breaking the bad habits and patterns of families? Because doesn't it really all start with how your parents, what they fed you and what their eating mm -hmm. habits are? and breaking that cycle? Sure. You know, it, that comes up uh, a lot with uh, both my adult clients and, of course, uh, child clients. So with my adult clients, I'm taking them back to their own childhood right. and asking them about their experience at the dinner table growing mm -hmm. up. Because mm -hmm. that nine times out of ten, if, if someone is uh, identifying as being a picky eater, mm -hmm. for example, mm -hmm. um, you know, we just so happened to find that in childhood they weren't exposed to very mm -hmm. many, you know, fruits and vegetables or the mm -hmm. foods that they, they're just finding themselves not liking. Now, as an adult, they look around, see other adults eating it, and they don't know what to make of it, and there's this identity of being picky or, you know, maybe allergic or, uh, you know, just uh, kind of unable to access those foods. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes we see families will approach us um, with a desire to... Uh, you know, have us help help their kids make different choices, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of times it's working with the parents on how are they exposing their children to uh, these foods. So mm -hmm. I worked with a mom mm -hmm. who, uh, I guess she, when she came in, she had three kids, all, you know, all of her kids had different uh, quirks around the dinner table. She found herself making five different dinners. Oh. She found herself, you know, being in the unfavorable position as a parent to be the food police, mm. you know, for some of her kids. And it was just uh, a really uh, hard experience for her. But in working with her and helping her realize that she is the parent, she has the, the authority um, she's the gatekeeper of the food. She's the one mm -hmm. who, um, you know, the children mm -hmm. are looking at, at for example. Mm -hmm. You know, she realized that, you know, she, through being a role model, through um, being a, a fair, firm, and consistent parent, um, you know, around the dinner table, 
she was able to find a lot of peace around dinner time. And, and by the time she left, you know, she was down to making that one dinner, you know, okay. she set the expectations. Mm-hmm. It wasn't any drama. Um, and she was able to kind of, you know, change her style and really resolve everything that she was, uh, you know, uh, concerned about early on. She took back the power. That's right. Yeah. She, she mm-hmm. stepped into she stepped into the power that, you know, she, you know, maybe lost some touch with for sure. Yeah, that's so cool. Sounds like a lot of the patients that we work with um, and some that we work with together. Can you think of a patient um, that you've worked with? You know, at Jay Flowers, we work with a lot of highly complex people, mental health challenges, addiction challenges, medical challenges. Um, sometimes one of those, sometimes all of those. Um, how uh, have you been able to impact the lives of some of the folks that you've seen? Maybe pick one and think about it. Yeah, you know, a, f- a few come to mind. Um, but first, you know, I, I also want to just uh, express appreciation for, um, you know, the, the impact and power that, um, you know, the J Flowers in- uh, Institute Thank has you. on, um, you know, the lives of people who are really stuck, lost, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes, I mean, they arrive uh, a lot of times hopeless Um, and you know one one story in particular stands out from uh, you know uh, 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 nutrition standpoint Um, you know someone who arrived uh, by ambulance Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the first time that I got to see her um, you know she couldn't tolerate sitting in a, in a, in an upright position for more than 30 minutes. Right. So our, our, our session was really, uh, you know, pretty short. Right. Um, but as it turns out, it ended up being the most important 30 minute conversation of my career. Wow. It, I saw in this person that she was at a crossroads. She had seen, um, you know, many different medical providers in the past, many qualified and unqualified nutrition providers in the past. And she was so malnourished and so um, so close to kind of losing herself, she was also fighting with all the different messages that had come her way. She was at uh, the crossroad she was at was, is food hurting me? It, it, should I be restricting more of my food? Should I be mm-hmm. um, you know, t- uh, taking away um, more of my nutrient sources? or should I take a chance on food and see mm-hmm. if it can bring me back to, to my strength? And I, I can't really tell you exactly what I did to talk her into, you know, the, the path mm-hmm. of choosing food. But it turns out that that's what that's what she did. And from that minute, she was committed to getting as much nutrients going through her bloodstream as she possibly could. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she is a different person today. I got a chance mm-hmm. to speak to her for the first time in almost one year. Yep. Wow. So I really just have a before and after perspective. In the meantime, at Jay Flowers, we were able to provide food for her and literally spoon, spoon feed her back mm-hmm. to health. Yep. Um, she wasn't, literally. Yeah, she, mm-hmm. it, she wasn't able to brush her teeth or, or feed herself. She was literally spoon fed back to health. Mm. And um, I, got, I, I almost didn't recognize her in, oh, yeah. in talking wow. to her. She's so vibrant. She's so full of life. She's Aww. so clear. She's so... Um, and, and she's such, in such a powerful position. It's, it's phenomenal. That gave me goosebumps. Yeah, That's me too. Awesome. You know, I recently saw a photo. You saw her the first day she arrived. I, I will never forget that, I, that day in particular. But I remember calling you about this case. And, and I just saw a photo of her today versus a year ago. And d- no one who doesn't know this woman would say it was the same person. Yeah. Even some people who know her wouldn't say it's the same person. And 
And nutrition was such an important part of bringing her back to health. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of chronic pain, a lot of injury, a lot of trauma, a lot of depression, things like that. But nutrition was critical. And you guys brought in a chef and, yeah. and, and prepared meals. And talk a little bit about that, about yeah. what you do, how the length that you'll go to help yeah. your clients. In, in stepping out in, in opening uh, Houston Family Nutrition, I identified the power that uh, we as as counselors, that as dietitians, we, we as counselors have to impact behavior, you know, mm -hmm. beyond the, the office visit. So we, um, you know, through evidence-based counseling techniques and, and understanding human behavior, we can help people move the bar even if we're not actually spoon feeding them. Right. However, there are situations like, mm -hmm. like uh, the case we just talked about where that is necessary. We cannot expect the individual, whether it's a, a child or someone with a, a handicap or someone um, who is dependent on others for, for um, you know, basic life necessities, um, we can't expect them to kind of you know, take recommendations and execute independently. So we are able to uh, meet clients mm -hmm. in that way by connecting them with resources that are either outside of our company or um, we have very flexible team members who can you know, counsel on one day but then take a client to a grocery store on another day mm -hmm. and cook for them or with them uh, on another day, mm -hmm. help them um, learn uh, cooking techniques, help them learn how to shop differently, um, but also cook for them and feed them if, uh, mm -hmm. if need be too. Um, for our eating disorder clients, we have one-to-one um, uh, -one supervision options where we can have a, a team member during mealtime just sit and coach uh, uh, a client, um, mm -hmm. something that they typically only can access if they're in a residential facility, we're bringing that to the outpatient side uh, in order to, you know, help uh, kind of bring the structure that works back home. Yeah. Well, now that you're on that subject of eating disorder, mm -hmm. so you two have been cooking up a little project here, and I could be telling stories out of class, <laughs> but I'm just going to bring it out and see what you're willing to share. Uh, share with the project that you two have been yeah, you know, discussing. we've been talking about this for a long time, several months anyway. There's such a huge problem in this area around really the world, the United States. Um, and, of course, we have the one of the top experts here, and, and Mo just started talking with me and Michael in the office, and, and it just kind of evolved. So, Mo, why don't you – I'd love it if you introduced it and, and told the audience what we uh, – are so excited to do with you. Sure, yeah. Um, you know, e uh, eating disorders uh, is really the, the purest connection of like neurobiology, um, psychology, behavior, and also nutrition. Um, and one thing that consistently, you know, hit me every, you know, with every case that, that um, mm -hmm. I collaborated on at, with Jay Flowers um, is just how powerful this this care environment is that, mm -hmm. that uh, you've created and also um how deep we can we can go with clients and really just help them on a on that kind of um you know whole whole life whole health level yep. um you know eating disorders um you know of course huge problem uh mm -hmm. in in the country i think uh statistics will say like one in uh one in every 10 americans uh or so um might develop eating disorder in the course of their life um but besides for um the, the eating disorder itself it's the relapse rates that really struck me so mm -hmm. um about one in three or one in four um, folks with anorexia in particular um, will relapse, yeah. which is which is staggering. Yeah. Um, and the reason, you know, just in, in seeing clients at my practice, you know, I'll see uh, folks with anorexia on an outpatient basis. Typically, 
about six, seven, eight weeks out uh, after residential treatment because they've gone to residential, they've restored weight, and now we have a, a, an individual with anorexia with uh, you know, an intense desire to be thin who has uh, discharged from a, a, a residential facility and now mm -hmm. they're, they're maybe the biggest they've ever been uh, and they've gotten there really quickly mm -hmm. and, and they're just kind of you know, discharged mm -hmm. home, yeah. maybe with some, some guidance mm -hmm. and some instruction, but um, it puts them in a position where relapse is almost inevitable. Mm -hmm. So what we've been talking about is almost like a, a bridge between that residential and the home life where we can, we can give a family an intensive, just kind of a boot camp, a one week <coughs> where you come and you learn the rules that need to be in place to keep the child home and, and uh, prevent that relapse. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited about it. You know, an intensive really means uh, every day, Monday through Friday, right? It can be one week, it can be two weeks, it can be whatever the intensive is built to be. <laughs> but in this case, we're looking at doing a one week intensives in this area. So I'm super excited yeah. about it. Yeah. And, and, and you, know, you, you think of a, a family getting to come, um, you know, in, in, in the luxury accommodations, they, they, they yeah. come here with, with a mission. Um, you know, we know the, the disease is there. We, we, we know, um, you know, there's anorexia. We know um, yeah, they're back to, to mm -hmm. the weight they want to be. But the challenge for a family is, you know, so in, in an eating disorder facility, just to put the, the cur pull the curtain, um, you know, uh, from behind it, there's a lot of, you know, um, there's a lot of structure that really helps an individual with anorexia just kind of get from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. Now, that same kind of structure is sometimes difficult to execute at home for a variety of reasons. Sure. Um, but even if there's no kind of family issues per se, mm -hmm. it's still difficult to be rigid with, with your child or, or kind of hold the line when you also have to, you know, share Christmas with them, right? Mm -hmm. you, you, mm -hmm. So in a facility, you know, there's a little bit more of, of uh, you know, tough love, so mm -hmm. to speak. Mm -hmm. um, so we help families really, um, you know, bridge that gap. We help families be able to, um, you know, have that uh, positive relationship with their child, but also, um, you know, kind of instill that structure that is going to be needed for the child to be successful at home. So cool. You have clearly have a passion for this work. How did mm -hmm. you develop the passion that you have for this particular area of work? Yeah, you know, I, I um, started my career as a chef. Mm -hmm. So um, finding that, uh, you know, I had a knack for food and just really, really enjoyed being around it and, um, you know, just kind of exploring it even further uh, led me to the path of being a dietitian. Now, at that time, you know, I thought, uh, being a dietitian is just being a, you know, a food guru, right? Mm -hmm. and, and in some sense, you know, it is. Um, but what really kind of lit my passion on fire was the counseling uh, training and the psychology of, of, uh, of human behavior, right. right? Just why do we make the choices that we make? Mm -hmm. And the most powerful, um, you know, thing that, that really struck me was just the realization that you know, I'm spending one hour with a client and the client is spending 160 whatever hours, you know, of his week without me. And mm -hmm. they're coming back and there are certain things, certain ways I communicate that can help them actually get things done and certain ways I communicate mm -hmm. that isn't as helpful. So just learning, you know, learning the power of, of that, um, you know, really, um, you know, really 
uh, kind of lit my passion on fire. Um, I'll also say that, you know, the, the opportunity that we have as dietitians to really impact um, people's human experience mm-hmm. um, is, is tremendous. I mean, there's nothing we do as human beings mm-hmm. more frequently, you know, in our, in our human experience um, than, than eating, wow. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so so eat, true. That's how some people show yeah. love. Right. Yeah. You know? It's, it, so food naturally is in the center of, of quite a, yeah. a, a, a variety of things. Um, and what I find is that it's just a very accessible portal mm-hmm. into whatever's going on mm-hmm. with the person. So mm-hmm. understanding that, you know, food is, is a human experience just like, you know, uh, showing connection and love and conversation mm-hmm. and exploration mm-hmm. and joy and it, knowing that you can, um, you know, see into someone's, um, you know, kind of a window into their soul through mm-hmm. food is really exciting. Like I'll say, um, if someone's presenting as, as anxious or disorganized, or, uh, if someone is, um, uh, a people pleaser, I mean, all that stuff is mm-hmm. going to show up in food and sure. the way they share food with others or the way they, you know, allow themselves to, to eat in front of others, what, what food choices they make. Mm-hmm. So, Helping people uh, recognize that gives them an opportunity to, you know, work on some maybe issues that are a little tough to work on. Uh, Let's say it's a relationship, uh, a relationship issue. If they can work on their um, their stuff, so to speak, through food, Mm -hmm. it's a lot safer a lot of times for them to, you know, work on some of those skills that they can then translate into other areas of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, over the last year, it seems that we've uh, ordered from all of these apps to go food every night. And, you know, so many people mm-hmm. are ordering online and ordering food to pick up and tired of being at home. How what effect has COVID had on your clients and their nutrition? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, you know, for in the beginning, it was apparent that it affected people in two very different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for some people, right off the bat, they reconnected with cooking. They mm-hmm. reconnected with, um, you know, the, the time that they had to invest in their health and energy. There was um, an increased motivation mm-hmm. to protect self from, you know, uh, catching COVID, mm-hmm. um, especially for those who already had underlying conditions. Right. So there was, um, you know, I, I saw some folks really you know, find a different part of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, conversely, uh, there was a lot of anxiety around it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of opportunity to, um, you know, to eat for comfort. Um, and there was less opportunity to move around and mm-hmm. get active. So, um, you know, I saw it kind of going a couple different ways. Um, yeah, I mean, ordering ordering in is, is one thing. Um, you know, the, the opportunity, again, just the, the time and availability is another thing. Um, but what's really cool is that, you know, People are, you know, relying on them. People are, are discovering different parts of themselves, mm-hmm. you know, in general. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's really great to, you know, see families um, maybe spending a little bit more time together, yeah. mm-hmm. um, eating together a little bit more yeah. um, and finding ways to, um, I guess, enjoy food again uh, in a way that maybe they just, you know, weren't doing when uh, things were a little bit busier. Sure. Yeah. Did your family eat together as, as a group? You know, sometimes it wasn't a ritual. Uh-huh. Uh, depends on we were all busy and doing things. And some nights we had dinner together and some nights we were on our own. So, so gotcha. you know, and some nights we would eat together, but not at the dining room table. Right. Oh, yeah. well, that was back in the day where we had to remember those little <laughs> yeah, uh, TV di- tables TV or whatever. Trays. The, yeah. TV trays. Yeah. yeah. Because we love to watch yeah. television and eat at the same time as a family. Yeah. 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 What yeah. about yours? 
We did. Yeah, yeah we did. We waited till nice. my dad got home, and yep. um, mom always had dinner ready, and we ate as a group. There was yeah. there were five of us. It was crazy. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> wild. But yeah, my mom grew yeah. up in a home where they same thing. They all sat down for dinner mm -hmm. and ate a formal dinner every single night together as a family. And I was like, we did that every once in a while. What about yeah. you? We had, we had it uh, yeah. on the weekends for sure. Yeah. Um, sure. Whole family, um, you know, pretty, yeah. pretty regimented. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, it was, it was really great. I mean, thinking mm -hmm. back on, and I never thought much about it, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But yep. in this work, really understanding that it's not you know, uh, it's, it's not a typical experience. I mean, you know, some people yeah. will have it, some people won't. Mm -hmm. um, but I do, I, I can say that mm -hmm. there are foods that, you know, are normal for me just through that experience that maybe mm -hmm. are, you know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, eyebrow raising mm -hmm. for others. And I, I think tongue comes to, comes to mind as one of them. Um, and, you know, but just knowing that, yes, that, that kind of is a, maybe a food that's a little bit more fringe, but the truth is, like, it gets back to that exposure. Yeah. Um, a lot of people just, you know, that's where they learn uh, to mm -hmm. eat. And, you know, it, it's not to say that if they don't do it then, they can't do it as an adult. Mm -hmm. But it, the path is a little bit trickier. Absolutely. We're yeah. running out of time. Or we've run over our time, actually. Uh, what have we not asked? Or is there something important project-wise that you'd like to mention um, that we haven't discussed. Yeah, I'll just kind of, you know, echo um, the value of seeing a registered mm -hmm. dietitian. Um, you know, if you see your general practitioner every year to find out if there's anything wrong with you, then you see your registered dietitian every year to find out what you can do to kind of push your health to the next level and get ahead of any any negative things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, following us at HoustonFamilyNutrition.com, on Instagram, Houston Family Nutrition, Facebook, Houston Family Nutrition, um, I believe that we're at the cutting edge of uh, bridging the best nutrition science and the best human behavior mm -hmm. science and helping people, everyday people, anyone, mm -hmm. just kind of get the most out of their health. Mm -hmm. um, so if you want to get ahead of it, just follow us. You'll hear it from us first. Um, and, you know, it's just a, a pleasure to be with you guys. It's Aww, so great. Yeah. One, one other uh, quick story I'll just say uh, culturally being Jewish we yes. had a, um, a, a Jewish family come from Jerusalem uh, oh, right. for right. an evaluation the husband and wife and you were able to accommodate their needs the entire say that they were here and coordinate their meals and service and all mm -hmm. of that so talk just a little bit about that because I want everyone to know that whatever it is you can certainly handle as a registered dietitian yeah you know I mean uh, like Robin was saying before mm -hmm. um, food being a part of celebration being part of family, mm -hmm. being part of identity, mm -hmm. um, that's a really good example. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, when clients come to our clinic, um, it is important to recognize that, um, you know, the cultural significance of their food is mm -hmm. sacred and mm -hmm. is to be honored. Right. Um, when, you know, I had the opportunity to work with uh, the client um, mm -hmm. that you're referring to, mm -hmm. um, it was great to, to be in a position to help the team, um, you know, just kind of understand the culture, um, which, again, speaks to the value of, of the communication of the team, right. the collaboration of the team, where we're going to meet the client, you know, in, in the place that they're needing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that is a, a super uh, important yeah. part of the experience. And, and we're, we're going to make sure that our clients are going to, you know, have their needs taken care of. And, um, yeah, that's a really good example. Yeah, cool. Thank you so much Thank for you. doing this today. Yeah. And if they want to reach you by phone, I know you had the website. What number yes. do they call? Uh, they're going to call 281-940-5878. Okay. Um, and you're going to uh, talk to Jen, who's a phenomenal uh, administrative manager and our uh, wellness um, uh 
guru. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you just cool. uh, hit us at uh, 281-940-5878. Great. That's great. And Dr. Flowers, if they want to reach you at the J. Flowers Health Institute. Sure. Everyone look at jflowershealth.com or our phone number 713-783-6655. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you again. Thank you. Thanks, Mo. Right. Appreciate Thank you. you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Robin. Thank you.